Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for another episode of Beer with Marketeers. Today I'm joined by Lauren B. Jones. We're going to dig into what that B stands for in a second. But uh, Lauren is, uh, I want to say, an influencer in the staffing space. So um, I'm not sure if you'd be a self-proclaimed influencer, but I'm giving you that title. Uh, Lauren, for people listening at home or watching on YouTube, do you mind giving a quick introduction to yourself? Yes, of course. Well, first, thank you so much for ha having me. I am double fisting, or as you say, double parked today. Um, and uh, my name is Lauren B. Jones. Uh, we'll dive into the B. As you said, I uh, have been in the staffing and recruiting industry for 23 years. And I apparently I have reached the sort of influencer status, which I'm totally okay with because I, I want to influence some change and some excitement around technology. So uh, I have been in every position that probably in the staffing and recruiting industry that, that it has to offer from, you know, attempt to a recruiter to running a national team to running a region. Uh, and about a decade ago, my career took a little bit of a pivot. Um, I had this obsession with technology and was pretty successful at implementing it in my own uh, region. And I was tapped on the shoulder to take on a bigger uh, level of responsibility as it pertained to, to technology. And we sort of shaped what inadvertently what is today like your you know VP of talent technology and digital transformation and you know that conduit that sits between marketing and operations and technology and um I decided to go out on my own after being an early casualty of COVID and it's been a million miles an hour ever since amazing I, I love that and you know, I think anyone starting their own business gets huge respect, whether, it, frankly, if it fails, it's the best learning you can ever do. Um, but hats off to you for seeing it as an opportunity rather than uh, rather than getting, uh, I guess the word is depressed about it, because it has been quite a depressing year last year. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, from, from my, what I'm seeing from you is is lots of motivation and happiness. Every time I see you on LinkedIn, your LinkedIn posts inspire people and and influence, I think. But we'll come back to that bit in a second. The most important question is, you mentioned your double part. What are you actually drinking? I uh, I drink a gallon of water a day. So it's 8.30 in the morning here. So I have, st I have my water and then I haven't finished my coffee. And that's a ginormous mug of coffee that I must fuel my body with in order to be cognizant to have these wonderful conversations. <laughs> so you, you're doing a podcast recording before you've even finished your coffee. That's right. That's right. That's, imp that's impressive stuff. Impressive stuff. <laughs> So let's uh, let's go back um, 20 years ago. You got started in recruitment. How did you enter the industry? Because most people don't choose to be in recruitment when they're growing up. How did you uh, enter this game? I know it's yes, I know we, we all sort of haphazardly, you know, stumble into this and then find out that we love it. And I am no exception to that. I was a musician um, and, you know, I was I was singing with the symphony at night or singing with, you know, singing classical music at night. Um, and then I had this little, little, uh, um, Irish folk band that I sang with at night. So everything was at night. And so my Mima, what, you know, fresh out of school was like, you should probably, you know, why don't you, why don't you be a Kelly girl, you know, during the day. And I was a Kelly girl. And, uh, so really good Southern woman. And, so I signed up with Kelly Services and um, 
uh, they forgot to pay me one week. You know, that happens as we all know. And of course the salesperson showed up with my check and apologies and oh my gosh. And, and then we got to talking and kind of the rest is history. You know, I signed on as a recruiter. I sort of had a knack for volume work um, and kind of, I, I had a really I, I kind of natural uh natural ability to collect a lot of people. And so I ended up in, in large, you know, volume staffing and I did Novell Brainshare, which was the big project for Y2K. And, you know, it kind of went from there. And then when, when I met my husband and we moved, I transferred and you know, it's just, and I got to do my music on the side. So, you know, it was nice. So what I, what I took from that is you're going to give us a little song now, aren't you? Um, we, we discussed this before. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I retired when my youngest was born. I, you know, and I still, you know, pick up the piano every now and then or a guitar or something like that and um, play a little bit. But I certainly am rusty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not great. But uh, one thing we do need to delve into is the, the B in your name, because you, I think we spoke pre-recording that it was to do with your music career. So it feels like the perfect time to address the fact that ah. you are Lauren B. Jones. I am Lauren B. Jones. My name is legally hyphenated. Fun fact, my name is legally hyphenated. Uh, Rob Mann, my pod, podcast uh, co-host, loves to call me Lady Buffington. So my name is Lauren Buffington Jones. Lauren N.A. Buffington Jones. Um, and uh, yes, a very English name. And uh, I, 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 I was a musician when I met my husband, and that was what I was recognized by so I just shoved the Jones onto the end of the name and now you have Lauren B. Jones or LBJ or you know so whatever you what you know what I'll respond to pretty much anything as a matter of fact in college no one knew my first name was Lauren because I went by Buffy oh really like the vampire slayer I miss that uh -huh. yeah yeah I slayed a few vampires for sure <laughs> but it was college you know it happens <laughs> <laughs> it happens so normally at this point, you know, I like to talk about people's business and how COVID-19 has, has affected it. But in your case, it actually inspired your business. I think it was the thing that propelled you to do your own thing. Do you mind talking yeah. us a little bit more about how that happened and, and I guess why you saw COVID as an opportunity to grow? Well, let's not get it twisted. I mean, I spent all of March really depressed, you know, and um, uh, I, you know, I, I, I was laid off and, and I, I really had no idea, you know, what COVID was going to bring. None of us did. Um, and so I started my business on March 2nd of 2020, and I had uh, 18 appointments scheduled for SIA, which I'm sure everybody else did. I was so excited. I'm like, I'm going to kill it. It's going to be amazing, you know, and, and then, of course, the entire world shuts down. And, you know, I did spend all of all of March, you know, <laughs> regretting and, 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 and crying and, and all of that good stuff, just trying to figure out, you know, what I was going to do. And then I sort of picked myself up by my bootstraps and, and figured out that people were not hiring a chief digital transformation officer, but everyone needed a fractional one. And the more and more I saw the way that things were changing kind of on the marketing side, you see fractional CMOs, um, a ton, you see that happen all the time where they're coming in and, you know, doing project-based work. And, and, and I, I just knew that there was a space for that. Um, I didn't quite know how I was going to do it. And so uh, the one thing that I did know is that as a salesperson, the one thing that I needed to do quickly was be able to 
articulate my value proposition. So I worked on three things that I was going to be good at. And that was it. Like, I'm going to be good at three things. That's it. You know, a pretty narrow menu. Um, but it ended up being, gave me something to really focus on and something to go out and articulate and something to talk about. And, um, you know, so I, I focus on expeditious acquisition of technology, a business process change management, and then evaluate uh, the evangelization of that tech stack. As you go through configuration, you have all of these marketing opportunities that are never really pursued um, post implementation. And they're just, they're, they're chock full of opportunities to be able to go out and evangelize new differentiators whenever you go through a digital transformation. And so I just, I knew that there were, there were three areas that I could add value. And, and that's all I tried to do in the beginning. All I tried to do was add value and help, add value and help, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. I mean, you've literally just described how to build a personal brand as well in the same sentence. Add value and help, add value and help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they, they, if you're solving a problem, you know, adding value or helping people, you know, then um, yeah, that is how you build a personal brand. And uh, I knew enough to be dangerous from what I'd seen, you know, from the likes of Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. And, <clears throat> and I put all my eggs in the LinkedIn basket um, just because that's where my buyers are. And, you know, it certainly helped. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think what must have helped you is having that core focus you described, because I think what the reason a lot of businesses fail in the first year is distractions or stretching themselves too thin. You know, you've gone from a company where you had support and you had support staff and you had all of these people that can help you do things to it just being you. I believe it's just you in the team or have you, have you hired anyone since we last spoke? <laughs> So I decided to, I decided to go the partnership route. So, um, you know, here in California, there's just really not a ton of benefit to having, you know, a, a ton of employees. It's, it's just not, not an employer friendly state. And so um, I chose to, you know, when I need a big, big implementation support, you know, I have, I have partners that I can draw on from the systems integration perspective, and I have business analysts that I can draw from. And so I chose to create, I have marketing help that I can draw from with partnerships over there. And so I chose to go part the partnership route and create those as opposed to hiring this, you know, giant team. Um, and what that has done though, is as a solopreneur, you know, you figure out, you're like an Egyptian, right? You have to figure out how to build the pyramid by yourself and, you know, how to get these big stones, you know, these big massive things, um, you know, and build it yourself. And, uh, so it's, it's taught me to be quite, quite resourceful. Um, and that, I think that has been one of the most impactful things that I can offer my customers is, you know, I had to really consume so much information of who can do what in the space, how I leverage that, and then how I apply it in a solution. Uh, and what it's turned into is when a customer has a problem, there's really, you know, I really do know somebody who, who has the answer. Um, and I really do know a technology that could potentially provide a solution that's integrated, or I know somebody that can integrate it, you know, and all of those tiny little nuances um, as a solopreneur, you've got to figure it out on your own. And I, I think that that's been, you know, one of my biggest areas of success with customers that I've worked with. Yeah, and I think your your expertise shines through on your LinkedIn. And I keep coming back to it, but every time I see one of your posts, it is value-driven, it's to the point. You know, I, I watch the videos and it is often video, so you've got out that comfort zone as well. Um, when you did your first video on LinkedIn, how did it feel? 
you should have, you should see, I should post my first video. It's uh, today. You'd probably go, Oh my gosh, she's so awkward. Um, uh, <laughs> I definitely was not comfortable on video. I didn't like watching myself. I didn't like hearing myself. Um, but I knew the stats, right? So there, your viewers are 40% more likely to engage with your, with your stuff if there's video or visuals. And so I just, I knew that it was like, you just, you're, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to be cold for a little while, right? You're going to have to be uncomfortable. And um, so my first videos were, were quite, and the first time I sort of went viral on LinkedIn was um, when I offered to help those that had been laid off uh, from COVID. So I offered to help, I, you know, I've been in the industry for 23 years. I, I have led hundreds of recruiters. I've trained hundreds of recruiters. Let me help you job seeker, you know? And so I put out a series of videos on, um, you know, uh, some of the best practices of looking for a job, um, you know, putting a little bit more back on the job seeker that, you know, you have to have some direction. It's, it's not just where you, what you're going to do is you're going to set yourself up for this emotional, um, uh, this, this, um, this emotional negative type of experience that doesn't need to happen if you have just a little bit more direction. Cause you know, looking for a job sucks. And, um, that's kind of the route that I take when we're implementing technology is let's lead our technology implementation with empathy. And so I learned so much from job seekers in that experience and, you know, giving a little bit of advice and saying, you know, a little bit of this is on you and you need to treat it like a sales campaign um, and follow up, follow up, follow up. And, uh, it took me almost a month and a half to respond to everybody that, that, you know, wanted my help. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but I was happy to do it, you know, at that point uh, I had one customer and so, you know, I had time <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, after I built my first stack and gained a little bit more confidence, and then I started gaining more traction. And um, the nice part about, you know, having that voice out on LinkedIn is, is, you know, the customers really do start coming to you. And um, that has been the nice part about, you know, having, having a consistent voice and putting out helpful content and informative educational content is that, you know, your customers are really coming to you. And I think that speaks to what you said is, you know, creating a brand, creating trust. Um, and it just takes consistency. That's, that's the one thing I'd tell anybody is, you know, it's, it's a breakfast, lunch and dinner kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. And you, you started your personal brand journey when you started your business. How yeah. much do you wish you started it when you were a recruiter? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I started it a little bit at, at my last role and I was doing, you know, little panels here and there. And, but you know, you know, it, it, there's a lot of corporate red tape out there. So, you know, in, in the more traditional staffing firms, you've got to be, you know, very careful with the content that you put out and it's all curated and, and that type of thing. And so when I what I felt most in having my own business was like, I can say anything I want to. <laughs> I can say, I can say bad words. I could, I could put, I, I, I could put anything on my laptop I wanted to. I could download anything. You know, there was this like, oh, this feeling of immense freedom. And um, but I also knew, you know. I know I knew one thing 
uh, having done a ton of training on the recruiting side is that people respond to positivity. Um, and, and that was that, you know, I, I kind of knew a few things and I just really honed in on those. And so positivity has been my thing. And it's been something that I've worked on personally. Um, you know, my, my inner, you know, poly positive and, you know, making sure that, you know, I'm not unrealistic, but that I think it makes you a better solutioner when you can look at, okay, we have a big problem ahead of us, but what can be learned from this? How can we move forward through it? What's the potential solution? Um, so, you know, it's all been this, this like inner working, meshy, really cool thing that's evolved over time. Absolutely. And, and what's more important to you right now, your personal brand or your company brand? Uh, probably my personal brand. I think, you know, the company brand sort of follows, um, you know, I don't, I don't do as much work and I should, I should, um, I don't do as much work on the, on the company brand. Um, and, and it's definitely on my list of things to do. Um, but I think that, uh, if you really work on your personal brand and this is, this is supported by, you know, leaders that are out there working for, um, brands and then move away from those brands and people still follow them. You know, it's the personal brand. I think that is most important, even having my own company because I represent the company. So, you know, I, I feel like if I don't, if my personal brand isn't put well put together and articulated, then the company brand is not either. It just follows suit. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what was your, if you think back, you've got, probably got a new appreciation for for marketing, I want to say, if you if you think back to when you were a recruiter or managed recruitment teams, what was the relationship like with marketing internally in those businesses? So I was always uh, pushing, um, and and probably I was always pushing for synergy between marketing, recruiting, and technology and operations. Like those things need to be working in harmony. And um, I remember, oh my gosh, uh, I I remember doing these large campaigns. Um, to do, you know, these big, robust ramps. And I'm like, we can't do it without marketing. We need marketing's blessing. We need marketing to help us articulate the message. We need marketing to tell us where it needs to go because they're going to know where the people are. Um, you know, we, we know, we as recruiters, we should pretty, we should know where to find them, but we got to message them appropriately. And that's where that really great, strong partnership with marketing comes in. Um, and because uh, messaging is everything. You can say, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. That's how people respond. And um, so I have always been a huge fan. And when I was a salesperson, I'd say, hey, could you put together a visual slip for X, Y, or Z? So I could give my customer something really tangible, visible, visual, um, something that they can touch and feel. I was always a big fan of trying to put those things together because your buyer appreciates that. Um, and uh, something tangible, you know, for your end user is really important. And I don't think that you can do that without marketing. No, absolutely. It's, it's been an interesting journey. I, I think over the last I want to say over the last year with COVID, marketing's really accelerated. Before that, you know, quite a lot of the recruitment businesses I spoke to didn't really have a marketer. They had a, a marketing girl, as they referred to it. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you guys have that reference in the US? You know, I would give that to the marketing girl. We got a marketing before. person. Yeah, the marketing person. I, definitely. And I, 
the it's funny the firms that kind of doubled down during covid on marketing and technology you're seeing them just really accelerate now because what there's one thing that i understood when everybody was home is that all eyes were on linkedin or all eyes were on instagram like you know we saw we 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 saw uh, investment in uh, communication tools go up 524%. You saw investment in video interviewing tools go up almost 170%. You saw conversations, chats that were traditionally in the hundreds, you know, like on Teams had an average of 100 conversations a day, went over 500 conversations a day um, per, in, per user. And so, you know, we had this amazing opportunity to have a captive audience sitting there um, uh, and and I think anybody that took the opportunity to captivate that audience is now you know sort of reaping the rewards of that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I you know we see the same here. When COVID hit, we did double down on our marketing, video content every single day, uh, yeah. and we've we've certainly seen those results as have our customers as well. Have you got any tips to new marketers just to just to wrap it up? Uh, consistency, video, visuals, um, consistency is key. And, you know, again, those that sort of trifecta, if you're, you know, educating, um, solving problems or helping people that if you can focus your energies um, on, on, on adding, you know, adding that type of value, um, you are going to get a response. And, you know, there are, you understand that there are ebbs and flows to social media and um, that consistency will win in the end. It doesn't matter if your content, and this is, I'm going to say this, it doesn't necessarily matter if your content is good or not. It just matters that your content is out there and it's consistent. Um, and, and, and because it's, 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 people see my name now and they're like, oh, I see you on LinkedIn. You're the goat person. <laughs> and, and <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, I'll take it. <laughs> you see my little goat icon, you know, and um, don't take yourself too seriously. That's, that's, you know, consistency and, and not, and being, being helpful uh, and not taking yourself too seriously. Uh, Cause there's, there's a lot of weird stuff out there, right? You know, I don't always get fun, yeah. friendly messages in my inbox um, as positive as I am. And, and so, you know, you, you gotta be, there's a little bit of, you gotta be tough as nails, I think. I love that. I love that. Where can people find you if they want to connect? You can always find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I am, my URL is the goat leader. You can find me there. You can find me Lauren at leapconsultingsolutions.com. I'm on Twitter as lbuffjones. I'm on Instagram as leapjones. You can find me anywhere. Well, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. That was Lauren Buffington Jones. Here we That's go. Me. You Buffington. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. I've really enjoyed chatting. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun.